Podcast. You are now recording. All right, we are running. This is a Cleveland Moto Podcast. Uh, and they're off. All right. So uh, today in the podcast, Dustin Elliott's here. Hello. Hey, John Mucklefresh. Hey, hey. Chris Smith. Hey, guys. And our friend Eric, who's a person I just met today. John, you brought him. He's uh, your buddy. Yeah, Eric's in from Seattle, Washington. Hi, everybody. Visiting with his wife and kid, who are also not here. We just talked about that. <laughs> Eric uh, has a... Uh, he's been riding for about, what, 10 years? More about 10 that? years. Yeah. Okay, cool. Gone through a scooter, an SV650, currently riding a Harley. What? Yeah, Dyna Superglide, O2, yeah. uh-huh. XD. And which scooter did you have? I had a Yamaha Zuma. Okay, cool. 125 or a 50? 50. 50. 50. Oh, yeah. Ooh, the old it. French Moto Bikane uh, right. yeah. version. So. But yeah. you definitely have eclectic taste in motorcycles, like all things mechanical. I like them all kinds, all, it, all brands. His vocation is an uh, engineer on a ferry? Yes, ferry. What's the name of your ferry? Uh, the Kitsap. The hey. Kitsap. Hey, look at that. So Eric's here. Fantastic. Well, thanks, Eric. Thanks Great. for coming out and checking thanks out the podcast. Johnny Chrome is here. <clears throat> Hello. And Steve Hofford is here. Hi, all. So who didn't ride tonight? Because I know everybody else rode. Okay, so you didn't ride because you brought Eric. Yeah. You didn't. Dustin didn't ride because he came over from the East Side shop, and he had to go. He had to fly in without me this morning because I had my entire morning was taken up at the building department of Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. So we could get our permits and our zoning sorted out for the building we're sitting in right now. As far as what? What's going on? Well, you have to, you know. You, you, <laughs> Although you, the showroom's populated <laughs> and business is running. Are you going to be in the water department? Because we didn't want to be selling dirty. Yeah, we're, we're riding <laughs> dirty right now. <laughs> you know, there is a thing that when you own a business, you do have to get the zoning. You have to make sure that you comply with the local zoning, zoning statutes, which we do not. And you have to then get variances to accommodate those local uh, various zoning statutes. The good news is nobody that I have to have to deal with or have dealt with listens to the podcast. So I can say this, <laughs> that all of these fuckers are bureaucrats of the highest order that have been doing their job for 30 fucking years. Did you meet Hermes? I met everybody who's been in power way too long. Yeah. Hermes, uh, I did see a Zoidberger, too, while I was down there. <laughs> but, the, uh, but what I can tell you is... Nobody likes a Zoidberg. Well, this... Is it the Zoidberg that always gets picked on? It's really about what somebody who feels they need to justify their position in life says. So if I look at the definition of this building and say, well, this is obviously local retail... Because if it looks like a duck and it sounds like a duck, it's probably a duck. There's no doubt what we're doing is retail. That's what it was when you bought it. And it's local. I mean, we are it's a Cleveland company and we are Hell, in Cleveland's Cleveland. in the name. Cleveland is in the name. Yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake. And yet across the street we have a Dunkin' Donuts, which is a bit of a national <clears throat> retail. And then we have a you know, U-Haul two doors down. And Monroe. We're surrounded by national retail chains. Why wouldn't we be local? They give no. me a hard time because you moved here from Lakewood. No, they give me a hard time because in the uh, one of this one of these gentlemen has said, because you're a motorcycle dealer, you automatically get bumped to whatever the next most strict level is. So I couldn't believe that, and that was his argument because I on on Monday I couldn't believe what I was hearing, so I exercised my right as a citizen and I went down to the building department. And I pulled the definitions section of the code to make sure that they weren't just lying to me. Come on. And after spending 
Yeah, and after spending hours reading the code as it relates to businesses, I found out that they are, in fact, just lying to me. Really? But they're just lying to me to justify their paycheck so that they can have an appeal and that we can go through an appeal process so that all these people can justify why they exist in the world. Now, of course, the councilmen and the Cam's Corners uh, Development Center directors and all those people, they all want us here. They all want, they're all going to vote for my appeal. They're all going to vote for my variance in the positive. <clears throat> Nobody said one word about they don't like it. But they're doing it because they're showing that they have done this so that there's been an appeal. So justification for justification for the paycheck that they accept. I, I exist for a reason. So when the guy pulls in and is like almost brand new Mazda RX-8, and the other guy pulls up in his Porsche Panamera or Panamera, and these guys are working for the city of Cleveland, and I go and visit their offices today and see that they are firmly ensconced in their leather chairs in their 26-year-old, been in that office for 26 years kind of thing. That's why they do it. They do it because they know what they have to do to justify their existence. If it costs me an extra week or two of my time and doing surveys, site surveys, and architectural drawings of this building that's been here forever. Were they sitting at a Coco Bolo desk? No, they were not sitting at a Coco Bolo desk. They, uh, they were really reluctant to let me see their office. They wanted, to trans they wanted to make sure all the business was done out at the desk where the ladies work so that I didn't get in to see that land of opulence that they call, you know, so what's what's the, the, city what's the variance the city difference specifically? What 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 do they want to make you do? Um, really, what it is is they we are a local retail establishment, but because of being a motorcycle dealership, they automatically move us into a general retail heading. Okay. They take the local away, and then they get variances to say that we will then be allowed to be here, even though we are clearly when it was a skate shop yeah. when they were selling ice skates and roller skates. Uh -huh. Local retail. Yeah. Because now we have a motor attached to them, now general retail. Do they do the same thing with car dealerships? I have you no idea. So. I have absolutely no idea, but what I can tell you is... Well, there's Ganley right over there. My uh, pay... Well, they're not... Yeah, in a lot of areas, they're trying to eliminate or reduce the number of car dealerships in the neighborhood to give it more of a neighborhood feel. Mm -hmm. So, like, if a new car dealership wanted to open, they wouldn't allow the variance. They wouldn't allow it to pass. So, if, if you were just to happen to give a few quick blowjobs, you think it would all go away? I don't know if it's blowjobs or If you're money. willing to produce the job. You I offer mean, Right. No, yeah, if, if you listen, do, if Phil was if you could take to a few shots in the mouth for Phil, you know, for the team here, we're I'm looking for a good pinch hitter. <laughs> the, uh, that sounds like would the work, though. Well, I don't know what it would take, but what I do know is there's a whole lot of chubby white men with silver or no hair and Sansabelt slacks still working. Sansabelt. <laughs> Nobody wears those anymore. Those guy I did this morning again. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging on to a yeah, so, uh, but I, what I would like to talk about is our bourbon tonight is uh, Stranahan's Colorado Whiskey. Uh, Stranahan's, this is a bottle from July 10th of 2009. This was uh, bottled, distilled by our friend Tim Deutsch, who is a uh, uh, Denver, uh, one of the Denver scooter guys. Thank you, Tim. Yep, and, thank you, and Tim. And what was Tim thank doing when and, he, uh, when according he to this that. one, it says, comments, uh, while this was distilled, he was watching Top Gear. 
So you got to love that. And I will tell you, I'm not a whiskey file by any means. This is batch number 74. I want to do that just so I can, you know, what were you doing? Rubbing one out. <laughs> well, and isn't that's that... a little wax in the fucking bottle. That's not a worm in the bottom. <laughs> and that's just one of the best tasting whiskeys I've ever it's had. a cloudy batch. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Whacking it to porn up. <laughs> that is an absolutely delicious whiskey. I've never had bourbon that smooth and easy and drinkable. Yeah. I always take a swig of the bourbon when it's it goes around. Decline. Not really my favorite thing, but yeah. that was like dangerous. Yeah, thing. yeah, that's it's, it's really tasty. It's very I mean, Colorado whiskeys. What's in there? Why does it taste so earthy? Uh, because of the peat bogs that it's cooked over. Oh man, I'm it, I was just about to say it tastes peaty. Um, whoever yeah, has good vision earthy. can read this for the podcast. I think I can't read it. The print is way too small. Project, John. Project. Peaty's that little dog. When you, with the when you taste eye. the full-bodied flavor oh, of Stranahan's, you'll sense the freshness of your our Rocky Mountain. Born ingredients and more importantly, an authenticity that only Colorado can offer. In every bottle comes adventure, originality, oh, history, a little risk, and an unmoving love of the shit. land. <laughs> so drink Stranahan's Colorado whiskey straight with a splash of water, or what we like to call on the Rockies. On the Rockies. <laughs> we're, we're sure don't you'll want to taste up. everything that goes into it. Don't let the fact that Coors is made there right. detract from yeah. the bourbon. <laughs> so, yeah, this is really, t- I mean, this is really tasty Steve's whiskey. Steve's been enjoying that. Really enjoying it. Very good. On the Rocky. Remember, you got to ride home. It's absolutely delicious. Well, you're on a manor. You don't have to shift. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Easy now. Easy. <laughs> totally shiftless. Huh? Totally shiftless. I like that straight. Yeah. Okay. That's so, a good Eric, straight drinking yeah. whiskey. Yeah. Eric, this yeah. podcast, we, waste we sometimes talk about motorcycles. Right. Okay. Not often. It's sometimes not have a fairly <laughs> loose structure. And which SV did you have? Did you have an SVS or an SV regular? Oh, uh, yeah, SV regular. An SV regular? It was uh, 1999. So it was pre-fuel injection. Yes. Yeah, it was, yes. The, it was the what I call the SV Pure. <laughs> I'll take that. It was the SV Pure. It was the what SVs were originally meant, meant to be. French. It does, doesn't it? The SV Pure. SV Pure. The uh, now <laughs> in Seattle, what's your riding to raining schedule like? What's that ratio? So I used to use it for commuting. Right. That's why I got into biking in the first place. And I started with a scooter, and everybody laughed at me. And then I got the SV650, and then everybody showed up. So Oh, yeah. 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 But it, it was the running joke when you get to get a real bike. Of course. Like, uh, you just punch yeah. him in the throat. Yeah. Yeah. See, everybody yeah. laughed at him, but he so, didn't go on a killing spree. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to laugh when you're freaking... All of his coworkers are still alive. <laughs> right. So the fairy Seattle, Seattle weather, you never go below 45 degrees, really. No snow. That's true, but yeah. you got to watch for the black ice. Uh, that's the one thing you got to really careful of. Yeah. We've got a lot of hills there, so yeah. there's just sometimes probably best not to ride. So. Man, it's that's funny. racist. Well, oh, black ice. Yeah. Or is this, why is it always got to be the black, hey, black, oh, not the black ice? Lies lies yeah. Oh, I thought you said you got to watch for the black ice. <laughs> black ice. <laughs> no, 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 no. The black ice. ice. That's, that's, all right, that's better. Ice. I'm sorry. You're, once again, you're being <laughs> bi-curious. I mean, bi-curious. Bi-curious. So is there really a Starbucks on every corner? Just about. (laughs) Almost. They're taking over the world. It's their new state flag. Are are there any other coffee shops in Seattle? Uh, There are. uh, The Indies, the Independents, uh, and a lot of people are very partial to those. They don't want corporate coffee. Sumptown Coffee in Oregon. They've made inroads in uh, Seattle. And uh, you you have a lot of Indies that are there that people like to uh, go to. So. 
I'm sure that's it's better coffee. They've got to be independent. It is. You know what? I I'm sorry, but I think Starbucks tastes like burnt ass. Oh really? Uh, it yeah. is. They burn I feel the beans. same way too. Yeah. But sometimes you know you know what you're going to get. Yeah. Is, yeah. It's predictable. Burnt ass. Yes. <laughs> Having never tasted burnt ass, I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah. <laughs> it is the burnt ass flavor coffee. The uh, the one of the things that I wanted to talk about. When did you start riding? Uh, like, how old were you when you got that uh, Yamaha Zuma? Okay, so I was in my mid-30s. Yeah. So when I grew up, I grew up back east sure. in the rural New Jersey. And uh, just like kid of the 70s, uh, everyone's got, you know, kids in my neighborhood, uh, dirt bikes, you know, XR75s, you know, YZ80s. Yep. Uh, and, uh, of course, I couldn't have a bike. Right. So I'd ride with with my buddies, yeah. but never owned a motorcycle. And it wasn't until I had a job where there's no parking unless you had a motorcycle, um, I got the scooter. So I was kind of late to uh, riding. Yeah. Did the motorcycle safety course and uh, really enjoyed that. Yeah. In fact, first time on the highway, I was just deathly afraid, you know, tractor trailers left and right to me. Oh, and, yeah. Or just... You uh, on the highway with a Zuma? Well, no, no, this is with the SV650. I'm sorry. No, I was only going on certain speeds there. He was terrified. I used to go on the highway with a buddy. He had a small rack with many rockets strapped to it. Go ahead, light them. No, but it was it was cool. Uh, you know, I I worked with a lot of experienced motorcycle riders, mm -hmm. and they were the ones that actually suggested the SV650. Yeah. And uh, it was a great bike. I just... Uh, couldn't keep off the throttle and uh, got a little bad speeding tickets, and then I went to the cruiser <laughs> bike. So you just, cured that. I cured that. Yeah. You know, it's funny in this podcast we've uh, a few, maybe a year or so ago, one of the topics came up, and we said, "I know that we as a group had kind of thought that the perfect entry level motorcycle for somebody who wanted to work on vintage motorcycles was the Honda CB350. It's prolific. It's easy to get parts for. They're everywhere. Yes." But then we said, okay, stop. Now we need to clarify this. Now let's just say maybe this maybe this bike maybe this person you're getting the bike for isn't a, you know, itinerant mechanic. Use the force. Dude. So we kind of as a group decided that the SV650 was the best affordable modern perfect motorcycle. And I've had a number of them over the years and I will agree the SV650 is Kind of the does everything motorcycle. Yes. You can do anything. Yes. You didn't have to wait for Suzuki to turn it into a V Strom. <clears throat> you can do that yourself. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Through the strategic use of high bars and windshields, you can make it into a V Strom. They're they're just a damn good bike, mm -hmm. and they've always been a great bike. And I strongly recommend them to anybody who's hunting. The bike that we that Merritt was remember Merritt's blue SV. Mm -hmm. That bike lives on with a woman who lives in East Lake. And when Merritt gave it up, it had. 23,000 miles on it, mm -hmm. and this woman came in and brought it in at the end of last season with 39,000 miles on it. Wow. So that's a bike that continues, and it's I know the fact that we were the third or fourth owners when we bought it for Merit, and it moves on and moves on and moves on, and it continues to deliver the miles. So that's just a great, I mean, it's a great motorcycle. It's a great bike for all the people that were pissed off that Honda stopped making the Hawk GT. Right. It's oh, a right. perfect replacement for the Hawk they GT. They only made it for two years. Right. That if you want to get your kind of Hawk GT fix, get an SV650. That was a great little bike. Yeah. It really was. It is funny when you go, when you get off of an <coughs> SV650, especially like yours, where it's the not the S model. When it's the SV650 Pure, 
and you get off of that bike, and then you get on a Hawk GT, how fucking different they are. Because the Hawk GT is narrower. It is a tiny, it's a smaller bike. Oh, it feels like a dirt bike between your knees. It does. It it has no width whatsoever. And on the SV, they tried to blow that bike up a little bit. Because they knew that they did have to sell it, and they had to sell it to people that have had 10 years of not having Hawks. You know, they had to sell it to motorcyclists that had watched the rest of the motorcycle world become more muscular and sculpted. Because you look at the side of a Hawk GT gas tank, and it is literally just flat. There's That's not one of a your curve in it. Things that you love, I skinny love bikes. it. I love skinny bikes. I mean, to me, when I am riding a motorcycle and I look down and I see mostly my knees, and the the, the, the V twin motor is like in there hiding and just giving me torques. And I love that. I mean, that's fantastic. I don't like a big, giant, wide bike. I never have. I've always liked the skinny bike, just the way I am. So, But it's funny. Uh, I want to talk about returning to riding. The tonight's podcast topics for people who have hung in this long. Uh, <laughs> Sesame you haven't changed Street the channel. is brought to you tonight by the letter T and the number 8. So uh, we're going to talk about returning to riding because there's this whole thing this whole element of people, and it's a lot of people, that have taken a break from riding. Maybe they had kids. Maybe they had an accident. Maybe they had something, and they took a gap 20 years, 30 years, whatever. And we have got people come wife. in the shop. Got a new wife. Got a new yeah, wife. Maybe their wife said, no, you can't ride. Could be anything. Got rid right? of an old one. They ditched the bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so the she, gap went away. She's half as old and twice as hot, right? <laughs> the, uh, but... That's a big, big part of the people who are buying bikes right now, and it represents a huge part of the market. Some dealer, some manufacturers are leaning into it, and I noticed at the shop that's a big part of the people who are coming in. So when somebody does come in who says... Please, sir. Look at Dustin. He's May reaching for that more? bottle. He's trying to use the force so hard. <laughs> you know what? The bottle didn't move. The bottle didn't move a cunt here, but it was warmer. I'll tell you that. You actually warmed it up. Oh, we have we have crisps. We have all kinds See, of. Yeah, actually, chips the trick was Would I you controlled like your crisps? mind to grab it for me. Great. Oh, oh yeah, you can't move the Dude, bottle. Yeah, I use but my you force control. Totally move me. Oh yeah, PBR. Oh, oh, onions are the best, crisps. one of the best oh, high foods man. ever. Or the old Dan D. The, well, the Dan D. Cheese Girls. The original Dan D. The original twist. The only thing better than cotton mouth and breath is cotton mouth and pussy breath. Well, the, <laughs> I was convinced one night when I was stoned that the greatest food on the planet would be chocolate-covered Funyuns. Ooh. Oh, mm. oh. I'm not wrong. Boy, that was... <laughs> I, I can see that. that. I can see that. They're very salty. Very salty, and they're a little bit... Oh, I went to a lot of work to make that shit happen. I melted a Hershey's bar with a Zippo lighter. How Yep. I melted a Hershey bar with a Zippo's lighter in the foil the Hershey bar came in and drizzled it all over the Funyuns and worked for like an hour to get perfect coverage and use every bit of that Funyun... or that Hershey's bar... And it was worth the effort. And that and you, one fun was perfect. After you're done. My brain was convinced in, in that state of altered reality that that would be the perfect combination of flavors ever, and I was right. right. It is the perfect. Well, like, the good thing is you oh. copyrighted it, so if Funyuns well, comes Well, yeah, chocolate-covered Funyuns. Cheese it. Cheese it. <laughs> See, <a little> man. <laughs> if they sell, start selling chocolate-covered Funyuns, 
you won't need drug tests anymore. It's just whoever buys the chocolate-covered Funyuns. Pull them over. That's it. That's congratulations. You put them in your vending machine at your corporate offices, and whoever buys them, it just takes a photo of them when they're pressing D12. And when they press the button to get the Funyuns out, the chocolate-covered Funyuns, it takes a photo and sends it right to HR. And they're just like, yeah, you ever see that? You speaking see of that? which, what's the situation in uh, Seattle on that whole thing? Like, I'm sorry, what's that as far as cannabis? Yeah, legal marijuana. Oh, it's legal. It's legal. It's 100 yeah. percent legal, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. What it? Recreational or just medicinal? Well, medicinal right. and. But and, anybody can get a prescription. Uh, well, I think this is a good question because I can't partake in it. No, so of course I not. Ask you know. No, you but. Know, but in well, do you, do you get drug tested at work? We do. Yeah. So drug if, tested. Plus, you're in the Merchant Marine National. Guard right. So as like far as you know, just just not going to happen. Disclaimer: right. Eric has never even come near. <laughs> but the thing is, is that you have a lot of people that do come to Washington State. Right. To partake and oh, there's weed tourism. Oh That's yeah, big, big time money. weed tourism. Ah. Yeah. It's and um, you have Vancouver. On the other side of your state. Yes. So, you know, Vancouver's hiding over there. Well, yes. And well, and then uh, just, you know, you've got Canada in the north. Yep. Um, I guess the big thing is edibles right now. Yeah. Are there dispensaries yes. and stuff like Colorado? And Yes. I would assume so. Yes. I've never been. I, you know what? I'm glad you're here because I have neglected the Pacific Northwest. So in all of my travels, I've never done the Pacific Northwest. And I really, really wish I... Well, and they're a little pissed about that, too. They I know. They for you to come by. Well, so. the tiki bars over there are suffering. <laughs> <laughs> Financially and spiritually. Somebody would open one. I'd be there in a second. The, uh, yeah. But, so returning to riding, imagine, if you would, that you were a person who hadn't ridden a motorcycle in 20, 25 years. Or you could be Chris Smith. In which case, you actually didn't ride a motorcycle for 20, 25 years. And coming back into the game... You know, Chris, we've watched Chris cycle through an absurd number of motorcycles, <laughs> right? Illogical. Well, but yeah, you're all over the place. But, but he's still doing it. Well, but he's also testing the waters. I mean, I noticed tonight, parked out front, is a fully loaded Kawasaki Gen 1 concourse. Like, Great bike. There's, there is one of my favorite motorcycles in the world parked out in front of the roll-up door. The American flag on one bag and a... POW on my sticker on How the other. How me on the other? And right. a get off my lawn sticker in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only bike that I've ever seen that actually came with its own suspenders. The, uh, That's right. Uh, and the uh, color match luggage, fuck yeah. that, I can buy Krylon. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, that, he took the time to do it. He actually did a really good job. He, so. he actually offered me. There's more orange uh, peel on them bags than there is in a fucking Tropicana plant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's actually, what happens when you paint ABS plastic. Uh, so, so he offered me a, a, a three-quarter helmet yeah. uh, painted the exact same color. With the same Krylon? Oh, yeah. And, and I said, you know, I probably won't a wear the helmet, yeah. so hang on to that. Out. But as I told Steve, I said, at that point, I do start to look like a Power Ranger. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's ah. a, so you were looking at that Buzz Lightyear bike too, weren't you? The blue oh, Power of course, Ranger. of course, yeah. I was right next to it. <laughs> well, so I guess <clears throat> when Tell me you, what you see Black Power how many years went by between your GS four fifty E and your what was the bike you bought next? Did you buy the Superhawk next? No, I bought the seventy three Honda CB. The CB four fifty next. Yeah, from, okay. from you. So you went from a four fifty to a four fifty. You went from a eighties modern Buck Rogers bike 
to a proper 70s cafe racer. That's what right? brought you into our life, the GS450, yeah. trying to help you get through that and get it solved. Yeah, because so he just well, wrote it last but, week. Right. But the GS450 was tied up at another store for a year. And how long and was, was the gap when, from the day you parked the GS450 until yeah. you bought the CB450? What was your range? I want to say 21 years. Okay, so you're the guy. Perfect. I mean, you're literally... The people that are coming into our shop, I'm talking to them every day, and they're like, 25, 21, 23, 20. It's the exact... The one guy was 40. Well, yeah, the one guy was 40 years. But it's usually the exact wow. payment schedule for diapers to college education. Oh. <laughs> right. Right? And then it's There's like, some of that. Yeah. okay, the kids yeah, are out of the right. house yeah, now. Yeah. The kids are out of the house. Can I please have my fucking toys back? You know? <laughs> I'm done buying them toys. Can I get one of my fucking toys back and go no ride a motorcycle tuition. again? Yeah. And it's also, do you, would you say for you, Chris, that it wasn't just a financial thing? There might have been some, like, I'm a dad, I have to be responsible, let's get off two wheels. Yeah, and, and a little bit of that, but more functionality, because I was running kids around oh, that's right. all the time. You, you know, can't three take sons. three kids to soccer practice yeah, on your he, fucking he, GS. And, and I tried to take one kid to soccer practice once on the back of the GS when I was going, yeah. and... Uh, there was hell to pay that day. And Mrs. So Smith thought, freaked know, the fuck out. <laughs> I'm yeah, actually at a point where I'm wondering, when, <clears throat> when can I drop Piper off at school on the back of my motorcycle? Right. right. I was the She's point where I'm thinking about putting two sidecars on my FLH. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's a solution. One on each side? Yeah. Well, yep. But it begs for... <laughs> Already been done. We've, uh, we've seen the pictures. Yeah. It begs the question, in 20 years, is he going to go sell his motorcycles and buy a minivan? Oh. Uh, no, he'll get a Can-Am. <laughs> Actually, I was going to buy Steve's boat. Oh yeah, that's oh. yeah, that's true. The uh, now you've taken your daughter, Dustin. I'm pointing at Dustin yeah. for the audio, for the visual yeah. impairment. For those who can't see this, right? <laughs> so you've taken your daughter on the back of your uh, Super Mo, right? Yeah. And you was that for Halloween, or is she like is she riding on the back now quite a bit? Uh, no, just occasionally, okay. just uh, short short trips. And she's I digging mean, on it. Yeah, oh, she loves I mean, it. she's a young teenager. Like, yeah, well, so, she's 12. So yeah. She's a preteen. Preteen, thank you. But, tweener. Uh, <coughs> yeah. Tweener. Tweener. But uh, she loves it, like, any chance she can get. Uh, and when she looks at bigger motorcycles, she's like, hey, can you get one of those? Oh, really? Like, big cozy. Because that like, means more for yeah, her. Yeah, like, she'll, yeah. she'll look at, like, dudes on, uh, you know, big BMWs yeah. and be like... Hey, does Phil have one of those you can borrow? <laughs> yes, <laughs> so I like, do. Because yeah. I can just borrow everything off yeah, of Phil. That's you right. know? Yeah, well, and that's funny. I'm glad that... I mean, it's cool that she's interested. I mean, that's yeah. really, really cool. So whenever I get a chance to, like, Still take her... Little short jumps, around. you yeah. know. Like, when I, on Halloween, when I took her to her friend's house and picked her up, that yeah. was just... I mean, that was a quarter mile away yeah. from that. So, so there's... The, I guess the options are kind of like, you can give up the bike, or you can try to incorporate the bike into the commute. You know, or try to incorporate the bike into moving the kids around. But so let's just say, for the sake of argument, we got a guy who's taking a 20, 25 year break or 30 year break off motorcycles, which is who we were talking to at the store. And these guys are all like, they're either saying, I had an 81 Nighthawk or an 83 Nighthawk, or I had a 71, you know, GT380 torque induction, two stroke Suzuki. Ring a ding. On the first one, I would say, pick up where you left off. On the second one, I would say definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly it. It's like, you want to give these people good advice. Going back to what they know is bad advice because that shit is all 30 years old now. True. Not reliable. No dealership will work on it. But a V7 would be a perfect transition bike. Perfect well, bike. I think that, and I do feel, and that's why, and that's not, 
That's not us pimping the product we sell. That's us making a decision to sell the product we love. We made a decision to sell Motoguzzi's because we really dug them, and we thought that what they had going on was really cool. And I personally like the idea of an under 400-pound 750 that anybody can ride, that looks like it's 1974 again. And that's why I do like the V7s. Now, yeah, a lot of people are going to go, well, there's, you know, 1,200 has more power, 1,000 cc has more power. But it's not going to flip you. It's not going to throw you on your ass. That's not what anybody's <clears throat> interested in. We're not over here going, well, you know what? This weekend, when I'm running through the canyons for pink slips, I'm going to be really glad I've got a 120-horsepower 600cc superbike right. or, a, you know, a super sport. For a person who just wants a fucking standard motorcycle, unfortunately, a lot of the companies quit building standard motorcycles. And a standard motorcycle became an SV650. But what you're getting now is you get a fuel-injected bike. Yes. You don't have to worry about any of the problems you had I agree. with your old bikes. Yeah. Put fuel in, turn and, the king go. Yeah. Press yeah. button, go. Right. No choke, no and nothing. A, right, no turn the fuel taps on, stuff and a like that. super quick physics lesson will tell you that 397 pounds, yeah. 52 foot-pounds torque, pounds-feet yeah. of torque yeah. is it's smile-inducing. It's smiles, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I will say is that it is more smile-inducing to do a V-twin 750 <clears throat> than an inline 4 750. Oh, loops uh, and downs. A lot. It, it really is. And the funny thing is time has marched on. And everybody, if you ever want to lose three hours of your life, say the words Kawasaki H2 around anyone who has gray in their beard. Because you can fucking go get a sandwich, buy a house, bootleg some DVDs. And I want to talk a little bit more about this picture that showed up on Facebook later. Yeah, we'll talk later, a little bit about that. Okay, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that. But, like, what passed for terrifying power in 1974 is fucking garbage today. And it really is garbage today. What's being built even 15 years ago is much, much, much better I mean, you give me a 2001 Yamaha anything, it's a better motorcycle than the hottest performance bike ever in 1974. And definitely a better motorcycle than anything that had the, the numbers 198 in front of it. So if you give me a 1980 to 1989 anything, it was probably horrible. Because motorcycles were arguing with things then. Yeah. The only, the only exception I would make... Or the Enduro, like the yeah, Honda, like the absolutely. XL series. It was the like golden the age. The XLR yeah. series stuff. Sure. Because mm. that bike's lineage is the same as what you have now. There's a bunch of exceptions, but I mean, what yeah. Phil's saying is that. Well, and there are know, bikes that were made it. through the that whole period that are still being made today. You know, meets yeah. like, emissions regulations, noise right. regulations, right. et cetera, et cetera. Right, but if you wanted and everything the thrill, was a compromise. Yeah. I mean, the, that they had the lightweight, right? And the, the I mean, they didn't have the horsepower they have today, right? But they had the horsepower that made them fun, fun because right. they were light, yep. And they had enough horsepower to make that's those the bikes fun. So and the only thing about an Enduro is uh, tippy toes. Yeah, and that's yeah, an issue. Depending tall, on your stature, Eric, I'm sorry, you probably yeah, don't want to jump work. on a tippy toes. Tippy toes. KLR six fifty. KLR six fifty. You get lower. You know the good news is you can kick it over. 
Get on it when it's on the ground and ride it up. <laughs> because it's a KLR 650, instead of screwing it into the ground, you can screw it into the air. <clears throat> and it's a fucking KLR, so it doesn't care anyway. The same goes for any DR or XR or XL. You know, that is the great thing about the utilitarian dirt bikes. Whether they were a 250, a 500, or a 650, utilitarian dirt bikes are genius as far as it is a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I've had more smiles riding that goddamn Yamaha XT350 that I let Dustin, you know, fuck over for a while. <laughs> hey, I fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I think we're ditches. well on our way to killing this bottle. Well, yeah. settle down, gents. It's a team effort. The fact, that it's, the fact that seven people are sharing... Settle down now. Right. Settle down. The fact that seven people are sharing that bottle is actually the correct dosage. Yes. Yeah. I it's agree. the way it should be. I've watched a lot of Deadwood. I know. I feel <laughs> well, I've got the pretty much the perfect stature set up I think, yeah. with my DRC 400 Supermoto. Yeah. It's got the 17-inch rims on it, right. the Supermoto wheels. Right. Um, I put a three-quarter inch lowering sure. uh, l- lowering links on it. Yeah. And with boots, I'm just about flat foot. Yeah. So it's perfect. And that's what and it, I'm, I at, I'm at 510. For a dude right. who hasn't ridden for 25 years, I guess here's my, my point, which is, Probably not popular. What they want and what I'm going to recommend are not the same. I'm going to recommend that they have to pretend like they're 21 years old again or 18 years old again, but with a better, smarter brain. Because, yeah, the brain they had when they were 18 or 21 is a garbage brain. We know that humans don't become humans until they're at least 25. You don't understand your mortality. Exactly. And now we got a guy who wants a motorcycle back and remembers lovingly... Every asshole will tell you great stories. Oh, I had a 66 Volkswagen Beetle. It was the greatest car I ever had. Fuck you. It was a piece of shit. If I gave it to you today, you'd return it in a week. You'd say it's garbage. You just remember it fondly because that's the first time you ever touched a nipple. Stone. <laughs> so that was a big thing for you because you got to touch a nipple over like a bra and a sweater. Owned the right. car for five years. Exactly. You were stoned the whole time. Yeah, exactly. And you don't know what anything smelled like because you were sucking gas fumes for the J-boxes were leaking. So, yeah, you never really knew what it was first like to drive that car. You were huffing gas and exhaust. A gas I really wonder spring was... fever. I mean, it's a little bit spring. I'm like, spring yeah, fever. I'm like, you rubbing up a Against strange items in your house. I think so. <laughs> you sprayed every corner yeah. in your house. Well, I think when you start out after twenty years, a lot of people. I'll pass. let you drive my Fiesta. It'll take all your fever away. A lot of crazy people pass before me during yeah. the day, and it's like hmm. <laughs> your standards are dropping, and I can hear where you're headed. Like yeah, the and what, I guess what I'm suggesting is so we have to help somebody who's thinking about buying a, th- you know, somebody who hasn't ridden for twenty five years. Okay, we saw this the other day. Guy comes in, hasn't ridden in 25 years. What's the first thing he says? I got to get a Harley. Yeah. Got to get a Harley. Got to get a Harley. Why? Because all my friends got Harleys. Okay, well, all your friends got Harleys 15 years ago because they had the, the you know they had letters in front of their or after their name, and so they all have Harleys, and they're gotten away from them now because they realize they weren't using them the way they should. So buy one of theirs cheap. Buy one of theirs right, cheap. There you go. Right? There's plenty of them out there. Yeah. There's yeah, no, they haven't used them for years. There is no them. shortage of used Harley-Davidson's out in the world right now, and you can even start being picky about your $5,000 Harley-Davidson or your $6,000 Harley-Davidson. Uh-huh. You can put the words Harley-Davidson on your underwear for under six or seven grand these days. <clears> okay? We have to tell our Harley-Davidson story from today. 
Was that today? Yeah, six yeah. or seven grand. Oh, Nowadays, well, let's, we'll let's keep going on this. Okay. So, okay, so maybe maybe we need to understand that these people need to have remedial. You know, we're using the term returning to riding, RTR. Returning to riding. Well, maybe they should do a remedial course. Good idea. But wait, Phil, I don't want to spend a lot of money on this bike that I'm returning. So right. shouldn't I get a Sportster? Right, exactly. <clears throat> but right. wait, it's, it's a Sportster for a reason. Right. Because it's a Sportster. It's a Sportster. It's, right. You might not be... That's probably... You might still need to be on a 250. Even though your last bike you rode was a 1970s 500 or 750, maybe by today's standards, you need a lightly worn VLX 600. But... Maybe by today's standards, you need a Honda Shadow Aero 750 or a Vulcan 800 or a V-Star 650. A VT 750 RS would be a better choice. Exactly. Absolutely. But, but, yeah. but I had a 77 CB 750, <laughs> and now I'm having a midlife crisis. Right. Yeah. And the guy down at the uh, the used bike shop, he, he told me a... Uh, GSXR 600 would be exactly. a great starter bike because it's only 600. It's CC. only a 600 cc. It only yeah. makes just over 100 horsepower. Right? Uh, yeah, 117. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever. I, I mean, that's I would, it. I would say if you. That's what people are doing nowadays. I know. That's what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> but, if, but if you're hell bent, yeah, on a Harley right. or a Harley esque bike, sure. I would say look at a Victory. Because yes. of the balance on the Vic, I yeah. mean, balance is a big thing yeah. to get when you're starting a ride again after yeah. a number of years, or even when you're a new a new rider. Yeah. Balance is a big thing, and victories are so well balanced. They're very well balanced. And my argument to that is very simple, though. My argument is, victories have only been spectacular for the past four years, and victories from eight years ago well, aren't the same. Aren't the same yeah, as right. what they are now, and, and that's that's yeah. true. Yeah. But if yeah. you have to go out and, and right, I mean, if you yeah. have the money to go and do oh, it, oh, definitely. And you're going to throw By the money all down, means, here's a concept. a good choice. Yeah. What's the bike that I can buy to get started on? Mm-hmm. But that I'll enjoy keeping right for a long time after I buy after I move on to the Harley. Yeah, but I'll still go. enjoy that's coming it. back to my. That's a good. And, and I think that's going to lie in the Enduro region. Yeah. Yeah. Where I go, I get warmed back up and <coughs> buy an Enduro, right. and rip it in a little bit and everything, and get used oh, to riding yeah. again on that. But I keep it. I keep. It. I don't. Sell I it. keep it. Yeah, I don't get rid of it. And then I go buy a Harley. Yeah. Today yeah. a guy came into or the whatever, shop, or whatever and, else uh, I decide I want. If you're a hardcore, you want the you want the potato, potato, potato. You want the the cruiser. Yeah. And I know it was set already, but I'm gonna co- I'm gonna copy the VT750. The shadows. They make God. skinny tires. They make fat tires. Yeah, they, they do. Make, they God. make ones that look like, uh, you know, Heritage. They make ones that look like Super Glide. The only thing you can't do and with I mean, the 750 Shadow is lose money. I mean, cannot. you cannot lose money on that bike. They There's always somebody who wants to buy it next. Sure. They're very easy to ride. And they are, they're evergreen. The motor, the drivetrain, everything in it works great. It's and if to, you have the means to, to get an even 1100, if, to, get, if you get an 1100 and get the hydraulic adjustable valves, even better. You know, good for you. Um, we got a couple of those kicking around the shop right now on the used channel, and they're that arrow. Uh, I've got a, I got an 1100 Spirit, which I think is hilarious. Oh. The low, they call it the Spirit, <laughs> the Shadow Spirit with wings. Uh, you know, I, and it is the. Uh, fortunately, it's a five-speed. And fortunately, it's modern enough, but it's not fuel injected. But it is uh, it is the Shadow Spirit, so it is the Shadow what I like to call the Shadow Lowrider Edition. Yep. The uh, 
but it is beautiful. I mean, they were it's trying a to come really cool FX-R. bike, and it works great. And somebody could not stand like they bought it as their first bike because the dealer told them you don't want a 650. That's not enough. You need to have at least an 1100. Well, fuck. A Shadow 1100 will make a fool out of you very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it likes to steer with both ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They, there is a certain amount of torque there. I like the arrows, though. Well, the arrows are definitely curvy. They're swoopier. They're swoopier. Yeah. <laughs> they're swoopier. yeah. So the Ford, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's that the arrow star. <laughs> That's when the Honda and the Yamaha park too close to each other. It makes an arrow star. <laughs> yeah. A minivan. That's appropriate. Mm-hmm. It looks like the space shuttle. So that's a good, like, John brings up a great point. By getting into it, by returning to riding on something that is different than your ultimate target might be, you might have some cool bike to keep in the garage that you can always return to. That's you know, true. Why do I own 90 million motorcycles? Because I've made a commitment to have sex with because only one woman for the rest of my life. Because I can. Right? Right. <laughs> uh, and a lot of people I know do that. You could either have a midlife crisis, you could either go out and make a lot of bad decisions, or you could ride a different fucking motorcycle and go, look, my life is different for this day or this month or this week or whatever. Wait a minute, motorcycles replace the Johnny? Hold on. Now, hey, Johnny. Johnny, you ride a V7 racer, and you also ride a fucking shovel head. Okay. Okay. And I have a Vespa. Great. You got a Stella. I have a Stella. So you got to admit that you've never met three more different women. And an XR600. In your life. And an XR600. Yeah. I still don't see them replacing different vaginas, though. I mean. Yeah, I guess what I've what I've it's come to the conclusion John. of is the vagina the vagina transportation system can be too much trouble. So the tr- the system that transports the vagina to and from my location is trouble. We apologize to all of our female listeners no, 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 at this no, no, point. No, no, no. I've got the one I'm supposed the to. The vagina's no problem at all. It's the ma- management system. The management system. <laughs> it just gets you into trouble, generally speaking. No, I think this is it's a the scheduling system. Right. You can have as many motorcycles as you want. What do you There's call the ex- no fucking rule. I've proven that. What do you call an excess skin around a vagina? <laughs> Go ahead. The woman. <laughs> oh. And again, I apologize to all of and our female we listeners. just lost now both of our female listeners. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> both of those ladies that were ch- that were tuning in from Poland and Uzbekistan. Uh, they were already halfway out the door. They anyway. were, yeah, exactly. Right. But, and right now, and right now, in my mind, I'm imagining what those two women look like. <laughs> Boy, John is... <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> don't, wait, I need some more of this. Let throw some ice water on John. Johnny Ecclefresh, because, yeah. They're the, bulldogs. They're like, hello, my name is Alice. Okay. <laughs> and he's still in. I'm still in. You haven't lost my interest. Yeah. That's exactly so, it. Thought had a good buddy of mine. He last rode when he was in the Navy. He had a Honda Goldwing back yeah. in the 80s. Earthy. Got, you know, married, yeah. kid, divorced, single dad. Had to be the responsible one. Son went off, you know, graduate high school. Yeah. And he's going to pick up where he left off. He's going for a Honda VTX 1800. Okay. And uh, great bike. Right. Loved it. It's a great bike. Yeah. Throw it. He sounded great. Yeah. Then I got my Harley and he's saying to myself, God, I really should have gotten a Harley. Right. So he took a hit on that. Yep. Got his fat boy, which (laughs) he always wanted. He always wanted a fat boy. And then he hasn't looked back. And you know what? This is the joke. Um, Nobody in this room has ever met my father. Maybe you have. 
Yeah. No, I have not. Okay. So my father heard a lot about him. Is in the Harley Davidson motorcycle community. He's a uh, a biker for Jesus or a rider for the sun <clears throat> and the glory and the whatever the I don't know. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> flying spaghetti monster versus deity in the sky. He's with the deity in the sky team, and he has a VTX eighteen hundred <laughs> because he doesn't have a Harley. And I don't <clears throat> think he made the decision of. I'm choosing a VTX 1800 over a Harley. I think he tells people that, but I think ultimately he would rather have the Harley Davidson. Yes. Only because I know about his background. Well, wouldn't, right? Right? <laughs> and, and I also know that I've said many times in this podcast, if you are going out for the intention of purchasing a Harley Davidson or having a Harley Davidson, do not get a star, do not get a shadow, get a fucking Harley Davidson. Right. They're not so expensive. They're not hard to get. There's plenty of them out there, thanks to the Harley-Davidson Marketing Corporation. There are enough of them out there you can have a Harley-Davidson. And I had to tell a gentleman the other day who came into the shop, go buy a Harley-Davidson. Enjoy your Harley-Davidson for a year or two. And when you're sick of becoming of sick, sick of being the marketing, the marketing target of Harley-Davidson, then you can come back in and buy a Gucci 1400 or a this or a that or whatever. Or you're going to drink the Kool-Aid and you're going to be a Harley-Davidson guy for the rest of your life. And that's fine. And I'm glad we have a company in America that does that well. Sure. But I think, and now the guy Eric, that came in today. So what was the deal with the guy today, Dustin? Remember he walked in? He walked in. You were doing something outside. And he's looking around. He's like, yeah, I've seen your van parked out there for a while. And this is a bike shop. What are you guys all about? And then you came in and I kind of put them off to you. Yeah. I was like, well, this is Phil. Phil He had a contractor's van. He he was working as a general contractor, which means he's a felon. And uh, (laughs) there's there's, nobody ever checks. There's no background checks. The guy who owns the general contracting company isn't checking criminal records. He needs guys who can put up drywall. That's how that works. And this guy came in, and he was funny because he just looked at it. He goes, I saw your van. What kind of bikes are you guys into? And he, 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 I was like, well, take a look around. I mean, we have over 150 bikes in the shop. So take a look. And he takes a look around. He comes through and he goes, you ain't got no Harleys in here. I was like, no, we don't have any Harley Davidsons in here. He goes, well, you're not a real bike shop. Mm, And I said, well, cool then. Fuck off. You know? And he fucked off. You know? And it was great because he fucked off. Like, because he didn't, most people decide to sit and argue and defend their position at that point. Because their penises are very small. (laughs) And he didn't defend his position. He just realized we didn't sell the flavor he was into, and off he fucked. Which made me really, really happy. I mean, on one hand... (laughs) Got got him out of the door. Well, he didn't waste any of my time. time. He didn't waste any of my time. And I, I aimed him in the direction of the nearest Harley dealer, which is less than a mile away. And I said, go there to talk about Harley Davidson's. Go there to have the Harley Davidson experience. But we don't do that here. You know, that's just not what we do. So there is that element. And if somebody's returning to riding, I can't ever suggest that a 900-pound motorcycle is a good idea. I think they need to remedially get back into the game. I think they need to be on a, something that's smaller. I think they need to be on... Underpowered light bike. A bike that is appropriately powered. Appropriately powered. Appropriately powered, navigable. And like, you know, I'm a fucking douche. I rent mo. I every time I go anywhere, my wife has a simple rule. I can't own an RV, but I can rent them whenever I want. I can't own a boat, but I can rent them whenever the fuck I want. And I'm a remarkably good rental boat captain. 
<laughs> Remarkably good. Make sure you get the insurance. I hardly ever, we need ever kiss the dog. Worst story I ever heard was your ownership of a Wave Runner. That was a that was a Honda Aquatrax, very expensive jet ski. Toad and a very expensive. We sank the bitch. (laughs) We sank it like it's never been sunk before. But but when I rent pleasure craft and I rent them all over America, I'm very good. Like my my boat, my nav. I'm seriously, I'm a decent hack fucking boat operator. (laughs) I mean, I know how to use the reverse and everything, and I can I can sideways that bitch right up to the dock. I can walk it right in there. I can move like a 24 foot pontoon with a 90 horse on the back, like you've never seen. I'm like, get it in. Even when I got like 18 drunk assholes on it. Bitches. Ask all my friends. We go to scooter rallies. Including you. I'm the football. Always loaded. He's the first of all. Yeah. Always loaded. You're not supposed to boat sober. I don't care what they say. You have to have a few beers in you to boat. You got to compensate for the drift. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Phil, the amazing thing is, you Phil, don't you reel. just gripped the bottle but didn't take a sip. <laughs> no, was I was just lining it up. Was <laughs> I was making sure it was real. I was, I was just doing a bit of a boresight real quick. You know you never waste a live round on a boresight. <laughs> yeah. But I'll I think there you. should be something that I'll we... I'll see you in radio. I'll see you in radio. <laughs> you guys are all turning I'll red. See your, so, Phil, a lot of times... I'll though, see your you sip your and raise you a swig. Down, yeah. They're probably, yeah, like like... John was saying earlier, they're, they're, they stopped at a certain point, and now they're kind of picking up where they left yeah, off. Yeah, they are. And maybe they did have that Honda, or they had Look a Ducati the back then. They're like, oh, yeah. I well, want uh, we, we had a guy. That Look he, at the guest bringing us back on track. He's taking over for Michael Fresh. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> we, had guy, we had a guy. Yeah, we had, we had a guy the other day. He called. I, I happened to answer the phone. He's like, hey, Squirrel. do you still have that blue CB400 Supersport? Yep. And I'm like, uh, yes, we do. He's like, best example ever. He's like, what's the price on it? And I'm like, uh, it's on the website. And I read him the price. And he's like, okay, cool. I'm gonna come in and check that out. I haven't ridden in 40 years, yeah. and I'm really, wow. I really want to get back in. And that was like the bike I wanted yeah, sure. 40 years ago. Right. Yeah, it is. So he finally came in, and <laughs> it took him a while to get in. <laughs> took him a couple days to get in. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Phil, Phil talked him right out of that. I did my best. I mean, I'm not joking. He was... He, he was, was fly like, for a 60-some-year-old gentleman. He was, like, 60, 14 years old. Did he have, a mirror? Yeah. Did he have he was, a mirror and a horn on his walker? No, he, he, no, he, he was spry. He was, he was spry. Guy. He was fine. Yeah. I actually, honest, I would have no problem. He was a small-statured person. He's, like, 5'6", maybe a buck 35, buck 45. The last bike that he owned himself personally... Was he had a CB500 twin? 500T. Yeah, which we you know love or hate it, whatever. But that was the bike he had, and he that was when that was the last time he picked up a Cycle World magazine. Like was that day, you know? <laughs> January first, nineteen seventy-six. Right. So he was like, so I heard about this new thing called a Magneto. <laughs> right, he's not just a supervillain from X Men. Right, nah. his his ex- nerd out. Right, his knowledge base was a little dated, but you know the good news is, I explained to him. I was like, look, if you own this bike, this is a commitment. Like you are you are accepting the fact that either you are going to be adopting my services, which are expensive, or you are going to be. Having to become a mechanic to own the Somebody's bike. Somebody's going to work on that bike. I knew a right. guy who came so in specifically. 
I knew a guy when I was involved with the VJMC, which I no longer am. I knew a guy. Yeah. Who catered specifically to guys who wanted to go back and buy their la- buy their bike. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a big market for him. Hell he yeah. was making tons of money. Time He's finding but it's, but it's the exact bike. Kind of yeah. sad yes, it is. that these guys sad. were going back and yeah. buying their old bike. Yeah, which is kind of fun and all, but it's going to lose its luster in about a year after you try to ride your 1960s or 70s bike on modern freeway speeds at 70 to 75 mile an hour. That's and realize right. It's probably going to... Be careful of buying back your past. You'll realize that your standards were lower back then. You know, before you experienced the life of being an adult person, your standards were shit. I bought a 1979 Ford Fiesta because my 78 Omni was shit. (laughs) And I wanted the car I really wanted. And what I can tell you is after driving the Ford Fiesta like five times, fuck that Fiesta. Right? <laughs> I'm gonna let some other yeah, I'm gonna let some other fucking I'm gonna relive my Yeah. I'm gonna relive let some other asshole who wants to relive his fucking teenage years so he can go back in time and remember when, you know, the girls' parts were higher up and stuff. <laughs> so what 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 caused you to to buy the short bus then? Were you oh, reliving something? No, a place for all my friends to get drunk. It's a it's a clean dry right. place where we can it's a motor home. Mission accomplished. Mission yeah. accomplished. Yeah. Right? I've been drunk. If you I... haven't gotten yeah. fucked up in the short bus yet, yeah, that was you a. You got a whole other thing. Okay, coming. look. Oh, it was the rage at Mid Ohio last tw- year. Look, yeah. place to get shit faced. I'm going to tell movies. you what. <laughs> right. The fact we is, we saw movies. The short yeah. bus. Mid Ohio. <laughs> the short yeah, bus. Yeah. We got is the world's bullet. least expensive bar. <laughs> I bought a bar for $2,600. And we can take the bar anywhere we want it to go. Including the deepest, darkest corners of mid-Ohio. You know? Where the, where, where the party was happening... And then we showed up, and they realized what kind of a party they could be at. We were like, "No, this." I wish the sound right. quality on that podcast could have been better. The no, I don't. They couldn't, but no. I'm totally okay with the podcast being the lost okay. podcast <laughs> because <laughs> anybody who listened to it said, "How dare you put that out? How dare you?" We should have never even tried. So we should never released than our it. Expected it was standard. shit. <laughs> Guess what? We don't fucking care. Well, I, I, for one, do not want the first bike I owned. That thing was a pile of shit. Exactly. And I never want it again. Exactly. I want, the, I want the newest, best thing out there anymore. Yes. What's the first bike you owned? It was a, a Kawasaki 175 Enduro. Yeah, KE 175 mm. or some nonsense. Yeah. It was a pile of shit. I went right into a ditch. As soon as I got my license, I got on the freeway, Dustin, I went right into a ditch. I yeah. mean, it did a whole piston first. Okay, let's just say for the sake oh, yeah, of argument. I had the fuel, uh, oil injection. Let's say for the sake of argument, you are that guy. You haven't been riding for 30 years. You're coming back into the game. And let's say for the sake of argument that money is never a concern. That you don't give a fuck about money. And that you've got a kid who's 19 or 20 <clears throat> years old and you love that kid. You spent a lot of time getting that kid through 20 years. I love my child. And you need to buy that kid a motorcycle because that kid's going to have a motorcycle. We determine that. Which bike are you going to buy for that kid? Because you know what? That's the bike you should buy for yourself when you return to riding. It should be fuel injected. It should be safe. The brakes should work great. It should be easy to ride. Yamaha like, FZ07. It should be all yeah, an FZ07. That'd be a that's good a choice. great bike. Yeah, it's right? fantastic. Bike. I totally agree. Like get a fuel injected yeah. bike. 
right? <clears throat> fuel injection. A fuel injection is solves a million problems. What's the little five hundred hot enough CB five hundred X F Y Z CBR five hundred X? I am an ex mechanic. I when fuel injection came into motorcycles and scooters, I I was like, I don't like this. Then I watched a YouTube video on cleaning a fuel injector. And I watched a YouTube video. And what did you do with the other ten minutes? And I was like, (laughs) exactly. And I'm like, fuel injection. And then I rode a fuel injection bike. Then I worked on a fuel injected bike. Yeah. These are fantastic. They're genius. They're excellent. I want fuel injection on everything. C5 military. C5s are one of those things that... Fuel injected, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a fuel injected bike. It's not over the top. Push button. It's light enough. Ride bike. Lightweight. 80 That's mile an hour choice. top speed. That's it. Yeah. Right? It's That's a great okay. bike, and you ride around, and what we, uh, I don't know if you ever heard me say this on podcast. You're not going to get hurt on a C5. We have what's called the two look rule. So the two look rule is when you get off your motorcycle, you get off your bike, whatever Chris bike it hurt. is, you get off your bike. <laughs> I know we got hurt. I know we got hurt. <laughs> Sorry. I know. Go ahead. Continue. This, continue. The, two look rule. The two look rule is you get off your motorcycle, you're walking away from your motorcycle. Now, you walk away from your motorcycle, you look back at your motorcycle, and you go, that's a good-looking bike. And you go, like, that's, that, that is actually a good-looking motorcycle. And then you walk further, and, like, you get to the door of the restaurant, and you're walking into the restaurant, and you look back at your bike again, and you go, that's still a good-looking motorcycle. And if your bike passes the two-look rule, you look, look like- at it once, and you go, that's a good-looking bike. You look at it again, and you go, that's still a good-looking bike. That bike is a good-looking bike to you. It is. Not to everyone, but maybe to you. It's a good-looking bike. That's the bike you should buy because you're going to wear it. You're going to ride it. You're going to enjoy it. Right. You know, don't buy a bike that you're like... I love it. I smoke it. Right. Well, think of (laughs) Jesus Christ. The fucking... Okay, if you can look at an ascot and be like... That's a lovely piece of equipment. (laughs) Look at at my tight little ascot. My God. Check out the lines on that brown. Your name is Bruce. Check out the lines on that. I still like the ascots. I like ascots. Look at all the lines and the dramatic. I love your ascot. (laughs) Look at the dramatic design flare. Look at the dramatic design flare on that brown paper bag. I say, have I complimented you today on your ascot? My favorite ascot was worn by Fred in Scooby Doo. You know what? I'm wearing an ascot while riding my ascot. I'm going to tell oh. you, the ascot, is that looks a DOT slightly, ascot? the ascot looks slightly better than the box it came in. <laughs> and that's about it. And that's, I mean, I'm, I'm picking on ascots because ultimately I've, I've, I think I own one at your house oh, I haven't man. picked up yet. Eh, came in a lot eh, of boxes. I don't know about right. you. But the, yeah, no shit. The, if you leave it there long enough, maybe it'll be running when you pick it up. That's true. Right. Because that's it's in your garage right. long enough. I'm probably going to pick some more parts up. <laughs> Why should you be any different than anyone else? The, uh, so, Phil, with that two-look yeah, two kind of test, I guess. Yeah, the two-look rule. Here's, here's Eric bringing us back on task. Would yeah. the new yeah. Triumph, new Triumphs like the Bonnevilles, Absolutely. would that work? Absolutely. Gorgeous. Well, I was just thinking of like yeah. you know someone who had yeah. triumphs back in the day. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of old old school guys I yeah. work with. They want to get back into motorcycle yeah. riding. They don't want to deal with all the issues, and uh, you know it's yeah. got the look. And how as motorcyclists, you know, what's the first thing we have? Oh, you ride. Hey, yep. so what do you got? You know, it's almost yep. like a sizing up. Like what do you hey, got? Dustin? You know? yeah. Oh, do you you're like, a crotch rocket guy. Do you like money? Harley guy. I like money. You like do you money? like money? Yeah. I love money. Who doesn't love money? <laughs> right. I will tell you right now the best way in the world that you can accomplish all those goals because a fella came into the shop today who did it. He bought the redheaded stepchild. He bought a Triumph America. 
Oh, wow. So Jeez. Triumph America was... Is that the chopper-looking one? It's the same 845 or 65 cc motor that was in the Triumph Bonneville and everything else. I thought I saw your Triumph Sport on Craigslist, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a. Uh, but what they did was they tried to make it into a lowrider. Oh, so right. Triumph decided if we're going to sell motorcycles in America. We should we're going to name the them same, America. Well, we should make the same <laughs> yeah. mistake that the Japanese made in 1981, and we should make them look like Harleys. Phase two. You can't get twenty five hundred dollars for one. Twenty four hundred bucks. What do you really? The guy came into the shop riding a green one, two tone green, in perfect shape. A couple of nice little accessories on it. Never seen that. Is that the one I pushed in the back? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Infernal oil change. Infernal oil change. Twenty four hundred dollars for a. 2004 or 2002, whatever the fuck it is. He paid $2,400 for $2,400 for that Get motorcycle. the fuck out. This yes. stuff is delicious. What's in it? <laughs> <laughs> it's happy There's juice. There's whiskey in it. <laughs> it's happy juice. There's a whole yep. bunch of smiles yeah. in it. There's a whole it bunch of It's a bottle fairies. of smiles. It's a bottle so, of happy. So why did he buy that one? Just because of a different color scheme? Or? No. He bought this motorcycle because he was already an adult. Almost. never owned a motorcycle. He wanted to have a motorcycle. He figured a Triumph was a good bike to have. And he found it listed for twenty four hundred bucks. That's amazing. So he found it. Well, he found it for like three grand, and he beat the guy down to twenty four hundred. That's a lot of bike for twenty four hundred. Of course it is. And I saw it. It is a very it's a beautiful nice looking bike, and nobody would hesitate to pay twenty four hundred for it. But it does tap every single one of those buttons. It's got a low seat height. It's easy to ride. It looks, unfortunately, like Triumph tried to please America. It's got that fender. God, it has that fender. Well, it is called the America. It is called the Triumph America. Like I said, what are you gonna, which bike are you going to name the America? Oh, let's name the overweight, underpowered, doesn't perform what it should. Not going to do a wheelie. America. <laughs> We've figured Fuck it yeah. out. Yeah. Yes, well, exactly. Yes. It sounds like yes. an American, huh? It yes. sounds like an American. Because the name Harley-Davidson was already taken. Right. Right, they couldn't call it the Triumph Harley, so or the Potato. Now, yeah, exactly. Now that motorcycle is a great motorcycle if somebody wants to get back in the game. Potato. Potato. Our motorcycles make this sound: potato, potato, potato. See, they remember the Great Irish Potato Famine, so it's not as fuck you. Potato's the only carb that you can live on. Don't bring up the Irish English thing, right? It's got protein. You can actually live on Irish protein. You can live for seven years on beer. You die sooner than Elliot, Mr. Ness. Elliot. Wow. You Welsh? So you know, keep beer in your fridge. Hold on. Hold on. Steve, Steve Hoffer. Steve Hoffer. Steve, Steve Hoffer just fucking torpedoed the table Beer while in you guys fridge. while you guys were having a side conversation. Beer in your fridge and lead in your safe. <laughs> you sunk my battle, Steve. 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 Please, 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 drop that knowledge again so the whole world can hear you. You could live for seven years on just beer. And you will die drinking milk. <laughs> Take that to the bank. It's true. Steve, Steve is on oh year five. Oh my god. That's fucking genius. Oh my god. The pearls of wisdom from the 
Wow. Cleveland scooter. Live oh. on beer alone for seven years. Die faster than shit drinking only milk. That's on bovine. Uh, yeah, well, of course it's bovine. If you keep a breast in my mouth yeah. for seven years, I might live. Yeah. I'll live forever. Did you read Stop the... that. Oh, oh there it goes. There you go. Did you read the story yeah. years ago? If um, that's all there is. You guys have a problem. Our problem's name is Way to go. Now I got to drink beer. Thanks, asshole. <laughs> so I have a question for you guys. Yeah, yeah, go I don't ahead. know you very well. Yeah. Back on t- point. Back on, Back on the point. Now I have to tell all you guys. Okay. I, I, honestly, but I don't know you very. Well. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> cut Eric off. This whole evening's been a ruse. Yeah. Yes. Eric is not John's friend that he brought over. Eric is a guy I hired. He's called a podcast wrangler. Wrangler. He's, a wrangler. He's actually a, 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 a that psychoanalyst. My, that was my end to get in here. He's a podcast wrangler. John and I created this story that Eric was his friend, and he came in. And to he's be, a professional podcast wrangler. He's our point man. No, he was paid for by all of our listeners. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Bring it on point. They, 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 put dude, in a they, dollar. Had, they had a Kickstarter for it. They did. Yeah, to keep us on point. So go ahead, Eric. Thanks, Thank Kickstarter you. guys. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, coming back after twenty years. Yeah. Indian Scout. Yeah. Oh, my God. Indian Scout or fucking Victory Octane. Okay. Like, they're the same bike, but one's better than the other one. Octane. (laughs) You can can finance it. Does he get credit for looping twice on that one? Fuck yeah. (laughs) All right. Although Ford controls. All right. So, because Eric said Octane. Well, you can finance it. I said Octane. You can... You're driving an Indian. You're yep. you're, no, you're cooler Indian. than hell. Yeah. You're cooler than hell. Yeah, yeah. You got the Scout. It's uh, oh, yeah. a lot of the bike. Uh, it was the world's fastest Indian. Feather not yeah, dot. Right. Yeah. Right. Is that the same one? It's got a it movie. The same yeah. one? Yep. Feather not dot. Feather feather not dot. Right. Right. That's a, yeah. I love this <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. Feather not. Wait, dot. Is that with the Enfield? You get the Enfield. With the victory, you get a feather. Yeah, I've determined at this point I like the feather a little more than I like the dot. Okay, so, so because somebody said the word octane, part two of our podcast. This is our, our last time because John, John, I have a, I have officially pulled a dusting. Yes, I'm I'm officially not me. Did you fall down in the recording area? I'm gonna. <laughs> Wait, gonna. we need a trash can. That's usually, yeah. Oh my god. Well, Michael it was Fresh. usually at my house. Imagine so Michael about Fresh driving needs a designated anywhere. wrangler. Okay, now now we have to drive. All right, and we're back. Octane. <laughs> Jesus, Eric, can you help us? Oh Landline. He giggles. He giggles like Ron Funches. Uh, all right. So this is the giggle fest now. Okay, Octane. I want. We're going to talk about Octane because Octane is one of the most uh, challenged and talked about and difficult subjects when we're talking about motorcycles. One. If you think your motorcycle needs high-octane gas, you are probably wrong. We're going to lay it out for you as simply as I can, but in the show notes, I'm going to put substantiating documents and evidence that are going to make you realize that you are wrong. Okay? And I'm going to try to make it as painless as possible by simply saying, fuck you, you're wrong. All right. It's real easy. (laughs) <laughs> Octane equates to compression. It's never not funny. Yeah, yeah. I gotta wrangle this guy. In. You yeah. totally gotta wrangle this guy. And done. You're driving, right? 
I can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just want to know how a fine, upstanding citizen like Eric ever met you. It's <laughs> 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 <This> community service. Because <laughs> seriously. Work release? I've known him for, all, I've known him for a very, very long time. <laughs> And what I will say is that Meckle Fresh on good whiskey is better than Meckle Fresh on bad beer. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Sometimes the drug is the the choice. So, how do you answer the guy? So, uh, Bill, (laughs) are you going to open another bottle? None of that. (laughs) No. We're saving that for special occasions. We're going to save that for special occasions. Like the next time Meckle Fresh gets loopy on a podcast. I love you, John. He sounds, <laughs> he sounds like the living embodiment of happy. I'm trying to breathe. I'm trying to breathe. Uh, holy shite. I can't breathe. If happy had a soundtrack, it would be him right now. So, chances are, yes. unless you have changed your pistons, yeah. unless you have done okay. custom work really? to your combustion chamber, Correct. you do not need... Right. Uh, yep, exactly. So the real basics of high octane. The real basics of octane. I'm just going to break it down for you as fast as I can. But also okay. the European octane. So here we go. We're getting serious. American We're talking about right. Ron and Mon yeah. in this country. Yeah. So there's two different types of octane. There's two different systems of measuring octane. Well, three. <clears throat> no, no. There's two and a hybrid. Okay. okay. So there's uh, just two. Just for uh, the users out there, yeah. the listeners out there, Steve Hopper just uh, hugged Johnny Chrome. <laughs> in an inappropriate manner. For the users. Felt right. For the users. Everything's for the users. There you go. You got a good hit. Okay. So there's, there's two numbers. There's research oh. octane number and there's motor, motor octane. So Ron and Mon. Yep. That's not that funny. Our pump, I, thought, I thought Mon was median. No, and no, some no, people call motor. it motor. motor. They call it motor. They call it mechanical okay. octane. They call it median octane. And the okay. number but on the pump is RM two. So that's you take your Ron, you add it to your Mon, and you divide it by two. Right. RM two is what we use in America so it is the as mean. R, right. And what's also known Ron as an AKI anti knock index. AKI anti knock okay, so index. Octane is a uh, carbon eight hydrogen. Yep. 18. 18. Yeah, right. So, Correct. Just so you know, Octane I'm not totally a fucking pre-tard. No, 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 no. He's not a pre-tard. I'm pre-tard. Right. With pre-tard. Octane not a post-tard. resistance to detonation. Right. So the whole idea is, as you increase the combustion of your motor, you need to supply it with fuel that has a later point of detonation so it can well, yeah, compensate but... for the increased squish, the amount of pressure in the cylinder. Squish. Yeah. Squish, dude, squish. I'm not even going to talk about flame fronts with you in the room. Because oh, that's going to be just way too giggly. <laughs> Physics. Physics right. alert. Right. So the real deal when it comes to octane is the correct octane for your vehicle is based on two factors. One is the compression of the piston. That is your compression ratio or the actual PSI, depending on how you want to measure it. Static compression ratio. Compression ratio is all about 13.7 pounds per square inch, which if is I were atmospheric on pressure we're standing in right now, 13.4. 14. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 14. Well, right. So you're going to multiply that by the number that is your compression ratio to get your PSI at your spark plug hole. 
when you're whole. Whole. You said whole. He said whole. <laughs> I could have said orifice, but I thought that would have been silly. Now, the whole point is there are the some basic... The whole point is? Really? You're going to do that to me? Yes, I am. There are some basic charts that will tell you the one thing that you used to be able to change in your motorcycle was the timing. You used to be able to alter the timing of your motorcycle by rotating the stator forward or backwards. You could change the timing, and you could also, by chasing the timing, you could adjust the octane. Drag racers would adjust their timing to make the vehicle be advanced as they could be so that the bike was producing or the car was producing its maximum power at a higher RPM, which is where they lived most of the time. The vehicle didn't like idling. The vehicle didn't like any low RPM performance, but when it got to the top of its RPM range, it was throwing down as much power as it could. You would advance your timing, you would have very high compression pistons, and to compensate for that, you would need cam 2 or 104 octane av gas, or these ridiculous ethers of the gods, okay, that were very, very high end. Phil, tell me what manufacturer... <laughs> yeah, tell us, Phil. I'm so glad 20,000 people are paying attention to you go off the rails. John Michael Phillips has gone full, like a full Chris Smith. Like, Wait a minute, what is that? Find that. Well, he's not asleep yet. I'd say he's only achieved the level of a Dustin. Because he's in the bubbles. He's, he's, cresting, he's, he's cresting Dustin. Approaching he's approaching Smith. a Smith. God, I'm glad I stopped drinking. Who is still so a Will? Yeah, hey. Tell me what manufacturer requires me to use ninety excuse me, eighty nine octane right, yes. at a compression ratio of yep. eleven to one. Right. Moto Guzzi. So Moto Guzzi has specified for all of its <laughs> dealers. Do you see how hard that was for him to pull that shit off? We talked about that two hours ago. And he, and he pulled that shit out of the database. But that, that, that hard drive was just uh, like... Out of the Out of the bourbon base? <laughs> so yeah. Moto bad sectors in there. Moto yes. Moto Guzzi. Defrag. Uh, Mo, Moto Guzzi oh has specifically said, it's told all of its dealers... I'm perfectly poser. <laughs> Moto Guzzi's told all of its dealers to run 89 Two octane in all of their bikes. Okay. Uh, they don't care what bike you have. They're recommending 89 octane because they know the motors they produce and the timing patterns in the ignition of their computers are favorable for 89 octane. Now, it'll get confusing because in a lot of owner's manuals, it'll say 91 or 93 octane or 95 octane gas. Remember that that is for your RON, which is the European system of measurement. So when you use, when you jump off the plane in Milan or you jump off the plane in London and you see the first gas station, the first gas station says your options for fuel today are 91, 93, or 95 octane. That does not mean that the British people get better gas than we do. It just means the British just in like Milan? their currency. <laughs> well, I said if you get off in London. I thought they said Milan. I said Milan or oh, London. Okay. If you <laughs> listen more closely. Eric, we're Sorry, okay. I'm we're giggling we're, in we're my probably, left ear. probably make it safely home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks only to a badge and a shitbox. Yeah. The... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. 
the two things that will get you through any situation in Cleveland. Badge in a shitbox. Right. I recommend you stay out of Lakewood as long as possible. That's it. Only arc into Lakewood. Can, can we airdrop you? Like a nuclear missile. Right, exactly. So really what it comes down to is you run the lowest octane gas that your vehicle will run on, whether it's your car, your truck, or your motorcycle. If you have never run a tank of 87 octane through whatever it is you're driving, try it. If I'm running 87 octane, what compression ratio can I You can I be run? up to 11. 11. Mm -hmm. I can run 11 to 1. You can run 11 to 1 compression ratio and, and still run an 87 octane. And run safely on 87 <laughs> octane. It depends on... What John said. It depends on If your timing is rational. If your timing's rational, right. I'm depending on the materials that yep. heads are made out yep. of, depending hey, fuck on you. the conduction chamber. I'm running 12 to 1. Right. So if you're running 12 to 1, like the, the chart that I use says if you're running 12 to 1 and you're running anything that looks like a variable timing, so your computer and your motorcycle is adjusting your timing for a lower... Uh, it's retarding the timing for lower RPMs and advancing for higher RPMs. Because it's smart. Because it's smart timing, right? It's smarter you're, than me. You're not running. <laughs> right, smart. You're not running a 1971 whatever. Hey, it's a smart. So, on, uh, you said so you're, doing a 12 so you're to one or 13 to one, tonight, right? What do you want? Let's just say. Let's just I'll take it easy on you. Yeah. I'm going to run 11 to one. 11 to one's easy because 11 to one is actually still in the 87 window. So okay. you can still be in the 87 window. And what I like to say is... if 87 window equals cheapest gas I can buy. Cheapest gas you can buy. Cheapest gas you can buy, 11 <laughs> to 1 is safe as hell. Safe as hell. No problem whatsoever. In fact, if there's a person who is running... I'm all fucked up. Right. I've been drinking bourbon. <laughs> I pull into the gas yeah. station. You can put anything in that bitch except diesel. I <laughs> paid too much for this fucking thing. gas. Not a good thing. Fuck you. Right. And what you're going to find out, though, is with the higher octane fuels, the motorcycle I'm riding tonight, and the reason we're having this podcast about this topic, is this person, this bike's uh, Moto Guzzi Griso. No, fuck you. It's a 1200cc. <laughs> there ain't no fucking. It's a four-valve motor. Now, that Chris, bike uh, has been running for 5,900 miles on 93 octane gas. Now, we're going to see, and I call it octane poisoning. And it's what happens when the spark plugs get fouled out. The reason octane poisoning is dangerous is when you have high, high, high octane gas and you can't burn it all, the gas that's not burnt because of your timing is incompatible with the octane of the fuel you're using. That gas actually leans your mixture. And John Mecklefresh will appreciate that. Because John understands, you know that if you're not burning the gas, you're leaning out your mixture. Because the gas that's not burnt is actually, even though your octane is super duper high, your motorcycle is running hotter than it should be running because you're not burning all the gas that your injector's shoving into the cylinder. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be a dick here. Yeah. High octane gas burns slower. Slower and lower. And cooler. Yep. yep. Slower and lower. Didn't know how this works. Right. Because you're, when Wait, your spark hits, don't you're tell timing, me how this works. Yeah. No, no, no. Hear me. Don't you tell me how this works. Well, I'll tell you how this works. Right. Because if you take any given volume of fuel and you can't use all of it, if your spark can't use all of it, then it's not getting enough 
of what it needs to combust. Therefore, it is lean. Well, in 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 relationship to the amount of that air I've that's coming in. Are you saying that I've my power stroke? What's that? Are you saying that I've overfueled my power stroke? You have. You're overrichened your power stroke. I've overfueled my power stroke. You overrichened your charge is overrichened, but only because of the octane of the fuel and your detonation when it occurs is not going to burn that fuel because your cylinder pressure is not high enough. Octane to convert. Octane actually changes when my fuel will detonate. Absolutely. It will chemically it will chemically retard your timing. So all I was gonna say is this is like all I say, and I see the rainbow going. All I can say is at this point, and knowing is half the battle. Chemically, retarded. Bourbon has retarded Michael Fresh's timing. All I know is this is the exact right amount of whiskey to make John awesome. Do you notice a great coating? What what I notice is a great coating. Yeah. And the plugs. Yeah. That seems to act as a, a bridge yeah. between the electrodes. Yeah, my usual rule is, is if, the, if the plug is black and dry, black and rich we all know. Like, we know a, a wet black plug always is Let's rich. Let's substitute the word plug for hole. <laughs> a wet black hole and you're rich. <laughs> but a dry black hole... And you're probably suffering from octane poisoning. And might be retarded. <laughs> so what's ideal? Because like the Harley guys would tell me yeah. brown and ri- brown and like cocoa colored. Well we tan. have Oh tan. We have a Even rule. Drunken state, he's yeah. Right. Tan. Okay. yeah, we have a rule around here that says what you yes. wanna see yes. is Coffee with one cream. Not what right. Yeah, coffee with one cream. Coffee with one cream. Okay. Yeah. Coffee with one cream. I'm sorry, I misinterpreted yeah. what the, the old yeah. school guys were Coffee with one cream. Yeah, a light. But even around. Yeah, white is bad. Flashlight. Black and wet is terrible. <coughs> and usually black and dry okay. usually indicates octane poisoning. But I also think that yeah. synthetic oil plays a part in the shorting of right. blood. And two black and and I've I've seen rich. this. Why is your oil in your combustion chamber? I'm just saying you, you oh. do get a oil should never be in your combustion chamber. No, but, okay. But if you have oil, you have an old it's a little yeah. term it's called oil. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And you have you know you have bad rings or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you get a little oil. A little oils in your combustion chamber, and synthetic oil seems to find plugs out much faster. Yeah. Well, because and it does. Okay, it, it goes let's talk about this little. Okay, okay, back off, everybody. But let's talk about what kind of fucking fuel right, stabilizer we're going to use for the winter. Right. Well, I, I think Steve Hopper has done some. And what that's going to do to our spark plugs? Yeah. And our valve seats? Yeah. yeah. And all kinds of fucking shit. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker. I now know what John McElfresh looked like in college. My wife and her Oh my god. Alright, so we're going on one thirty. Alright, we're at one minute and twenty one we're at one hour and twenty one minutes. Okay. The basic basically what I want to wrap up for the people is real, real easy. To determine what octane your motorcycle runs on, (laughs) contact your dealer if you're not sure. But realistically, unless your motorcycle has been modified, unless you have unless you have high compression pistons, unless you've altered the timing in some way, you can probably run that motorcycle safely on 87 or 89 octane, even if it's a Harley Davidson CVO. 
Harley okay. Davidsons are not typically known. They're not for high compression, compression motors. Right. Exactly. They're absolutely not high compression Unless motors. You also listen for a night. Right. Too. And that's Phil. the point. Yes. good enough. I, right? love I love you, John McElroy. <laughs> I want to make it the long or the short. I love you a long right. time. And here's and this is what I'm going to tell you. I love you. If long you don't time. know, <laughs> God damn it, John. What's that? If you don't know what knock sounds like, there's a reason for that. Sure, I'm good. You've probably never heard it. Okay. If you don't, if you have no idea what knocking and pinging sounds like, there's probably a reason for that. In today's modern society, you've probably never fucking heard it. The reason is when we have a bike that is knocking and pinging. It's so abnormal today. In 1972, that shit was pretty common. But today, it's not that common. When you hear a bike knocking and pinging, it actually doesn't sound... Who's got more than 75 cents of mixed change in their pocket? Anyone got any coins? It usually usually sounds... I'm afraid to answer this question. If If somebody's got some change. (coughs) Not even that. It's not that. If it's... Oh, that's not a coin. Oh, hey, hey. (laughs) All right. That's a roll of coins. (laughs) You got some some change, like 18 cents? You got two lighters. Oh, yeah, but... And no money. What I like to tell people is, what pinging actually sounds like? Knocking and pinging. Pinging actually sounds like... Eric to the rescue. Yeah, Exactly. This is what it sounds like. Bring it over here. Let me let me hear this. Okay, if you're riding your motorcycle and you hear this, not that. No, no. If you hear this occasionally, that's pinging. The sound of change, and that's exactly what it is. The sound of change. We used to tell Vespa riders that the sound of we were all taught the sound of change was good. No, yeah, the sound of predetonation. The sound of predetonation sounded like you'd accidentally dropped a couple of coins on the floorboards, the metal floorboards of your Vespa scooter. They have a tinkety tink, 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 tink sound. That random tinkety tink, 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 tink sound is predetonation. The reason you've never heard it is because most motorcycles built in the last 30 or 40 years weren't don't, two they, don't make that sound. They weren't two strokes? Well, they weren't two strokes. Oh, they weren't 150 cc's. Right. They weren't running too lean. Right. But, but if you want to try running your motorcycle on an octane that is more appropriate for it, and you're currently running 93 or currently running 91, you know what? Be bold. Try try a few tanks full of 89 octane and see if your motorcycle still runs the same. I will predict that it will probably run better. Hey, how about fuck you? How about fuck you? I want to get the oil company my I don't want Oda goddamn fucking motorcycle mm-hmm. and we're on it. Think about your words. Okay, honestly, Stranahan's whiskey has paralyzed Mecklefresh from the neck up. (laughs) You've heard of people getting in a car crash and paralyzed from the waist down? He's paralyzed from the waist up. From the neck up. I do not want to own a motorcycle that would run on 87. All I know is we're renaming this podcast. (laughs) I want to end this podcast with John McElfresh doing a solo rendition. A solo rendition of the closing song. Wait. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
press the red button, though. So press.